Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I am your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. And with me is my co-host and colleague, Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale, has an MBA from Wharton. And, uh, and the purpose of The Philosophical Angle is to examine the nature of the concepts being used in current media. And this week we're going to talk about the New York Times. It came out with an article on the 21st entitled, Charles Manson was not a product of the counterculture. So we're going to discuss this. Um, And there are uh, two aspects that that we need to point out which is uh, that the New York Times editorial board won, and the second is this article. And for a conservative um, such as myself, this article is egregiously specious and viciously spurious. So in essence, uh, the article tries to make a connection and establish a, a relationship between Charles Manson, of all people, and his band of, of worshippers um, uh, to, um, to the emergence of what the author calls the alternative right, or the alt-right, as he, as he, as he calls it. As, the, as, a, you know, as an aside to uh, this uh, word alt-right, uh, I have seen in the media, but I have absolutely no idea uh, if anybody has defined it, um, I, I tried looking it up in Wikipedia. It seems that it indicates some sort of emerging group of conservatives that are that are of the right but have ties to white supremacy or, or white nationalism. Uh, so, uh, so, but let's get back to the article uh, and to the author's intention. The objective is obvious: uh, it's to establish a connection between Caucasians conservatism and Charles Manson. Uh, The author, Baynard Woods, believes that there is some sort of relationship between the conservative right and Charles Manson. And I I think this is a bit rich um, to to make such a relationship. Uh, I I guess the the first thing we need to do here is to define what is the right and what is the left and see if Charles Manson fits into uh, either of these groups or really any group at all. Uh, I doubt if we're going to find anything that confirms the author's uh, point of view. So, uh, back to this purported relationship uh, which tries to show that the people of, uh, of the conservative right harbor in their hearts the, the will to murder and massacre people. Uh, it seems that the article wants to show that there's a tendency that conservatives, deep down in their thoughts, are people with the will to kill other people for almost no reason. And uh, and that they are racist and that their nature is essentially hateful racist. So let's, let's go to the words of the article itself. Baynard Woods states 
stated that uh, the Manson murders, the seven killings committed by Charles Manson, uh, by Charles Manson's followers in two days in Los Angeles in August 1969, are often thought to mark the end of the 1960s. That this those brutal slayings were the inevitable outgrowth of the counterculture, the dark consequence of long hair, free love, casual drug use, and the general breakdown of authority and social norms. Um, then, uh, he goes on to say, apart from the, the long hair and the casual sex, however, Mr. Manson, who spent much of his life in prison with a swastika carved into his head, had more in common ideologically with far-right groups like the John Birch Society than did uh, the anarchic and and anarchic left of say the hippies. Next, quote, Mr. Manson was not the end point of the counterculture. If anything, he was the backlash against the civil rights movement and the harbinger of white supremacy race warriors like Dylan Roof, the lunatic fringe of the alt-right. Uh, then he concludes, the paranoid racist and apocalyptic ramblings of Mr. Manson are the DNA of the of the reactionary alt-right. Well, with all this talk of the right, we, uh, we've got to uh, perhaps consider something uh, what, that what is the what is the right and what is the left? Uh, what is the defining essential differences between the, the, these two outlets of political thought? Uh, the conservative right, I, I think, has three characteristics. Uh, the conservative right is, is one who thinks that the other person with whom he's dealing is inherently a good person and that he has a good nature. Uh, the second characteristic is that the individual looks to the local government first in dealing with society's problems. Uh, secondly, then the state government. And then lastly, the federal government to deal with uh, these problems of the individual and, uh, and, and, uh, and that which uh, uh, of the problems of the society in which he lives. Uh, thirdly, the, the third cons uh, characteristic is that the conservative is one who, is one who emphasizes the importance of individual liberty first uh, and, and, and foremost in society. And so let's go on to the, uh, the characteristics of a, of a Democrat. The, uh, he, he, the Democrat, on the other hand, he assumes that the other person with whom he is dealing has a nature that is essentially not good, uh, but, uh, but is, is, is untrustworthy. The second characteristic is that the, the Democrat looks to, to solve society's problems by first looking to the federal government, then secondly to the state government, and then lastly the local government uh, to, assist, to assist with society's problems. Thirdly, the Democrat emphasizes the importance of a, of a strong central government. So now... Let's let's note the the contents of the article uh, that was that relevant to the to the Manson uh, to why Manson killed. Uh, it says that Manson wanted to to kill white people because they hate. Uh, that is because white people hate black people. He states that uh, 
he states that uh, they were racist, and, and, and I'm going to quote this. He, they uh, quote, they were racist. Today, this sort of logic is all too, fi- too familiar with, uh, to us. The paranoid, racist, and apocalyptic uh, ramblings of Mr. Manson are the DNA of the rea- reactionary alt-right. Obviously, um, Baynard Woods, uh, this Baynard Wood Manson conclusion that, that white people hate black people uh, is utterly ridiculous. Uh, I suppose somewhere there are some white people that hate black people, and in this Woods, uh, and, in, and actually in this context, Woods legitimately brings up the demented uh, Dylan Wor- uh, Roof, uh, and there probably, and there probably are some black people who hate white people too, but as a generality, and to say categorically that white people hate black people is. I think pretty ridiculous. Uh, further, uh, white people don't categorically kill black people, and black people don't, in general, categorically kill white people. So, uh, I, I guess, uh, according to the author, Charles Manson uh, thought so, though. And uh, so, one individual thinks white people hate black people, and categorically, that because of that, uh, he, Manson, uh, should kill white people categorically. Uh, so now, Woods, in, in order to travel logically from Manson's thought that he should kill white people to conservative thought and to politically, uh, to the politically right is a, is a total non-sequitur. And we can, uh, at least I can further conclude that is a total non-sequitur for, for Woods to relate Charles Manson with either party or with any political party at all. Uh, but I guess we should not chide the author so much as as it's the uh, New York Times edit- editorial board that needs to be spanked here because for even publishing this this piece of uh, this piece of garbage, I thought this paper, which is uh, known as the paper of record, uh, should have some integrity and ability to to think about anything as it does, uh, uh, you know, and it sometimes even shows signs of intelligence. But on, on this day, it uh, looks like they just kind of closed up their editorial shop of, uh, of, of discretion. So it's uh, pretty ridiculous, and so it goes at the New York Times. And uh, so let's ask Rick what he thinks. Well, uh, yeah, I read the article, skimmed it, and it's unfortunately it's all I like but a few articles would appear in the New York Times um, when it has anything to do with um, conservatives or republicanism or even more especially Donald Trump. It's, it's um, a lot of over-the-top arm-waving and innuendo and um, not much substance in terms of proving or even debating a topic, uh, which... You know, it points to um, a lack of intellectual rigor, um, and it's um, and there's very little hope of ever seeing you know a, a balanced assessment on an issue like this. Um, so uh, you know maybe the editorial board will see the error of its ways and um, shift gears in the future, but uh, for now. Uh, 
you know, I, I continue whenever I do read the paper, which is maybe once a month, to see the same uh, vitriol uh, in many, many forms. Um, you know, I, I think um, today, if you don't read a variety of sources, uh, you're really doing yourself a disservice because, broadly speaking, uh, various news outlets have uh, tended to gravitate toward one extreme, the left, or the other extreme, the right, um, under the guise of balanced reporting. And so I find that, you know, in my case, I read The Economist, which is very, very left, uh, but also The Wall Street Journal, and you pretty much see opposite conclusions um, in those two publications. Um, and I'm, I'm accustomed to that, so you, you, you have to filter uh, accordingly. Um, as for Manson himself, uh, he was deranged, uh, demonstrably deranged. Um, he has never cited, as far as I know, and, you know, amongst any conservative thinkers or leaders, I've never heard his name mentioned as, as, as providing any kind of inspiration for any conservative idea. Um, I, that he's died, I think, is, is wonderful. Uh, he was a, you know, a horrible individual. Um, to think that drugs didn't play a, a a huge role in uh, motivating you know, women, actually, to kill other women, uh, in most cases, under his quote-unquote leadership, is ridiculous. This is not ideological as much as it was uh, you know, cult-driven and, um, in, in many cases, uh, drug-related, like a drug-related crime. Um, and to that extent... Uh, it is uh, a, a creature of the 60s tendency to celebrate the, uh, the improved consciousness one could allegedly achieve through taking drugs. That's one of the cults of the 60s that distinguished it uh, from today or from other periods. Uh, I, I don't think anyone today talks about uh, drugs being some uh, means of achieving a, a higher, you know, a higher sense of being or improved understanding of, of the cosmos. But that kind of language was common in those days. Um, uh, there was a famous Harvard professor who, who, who uh, actually professed just that point of view, uh, Timothy Leary. And, you know, I think he ended up in uh, northern, northern Africa somewhere um, and was um, you know, rightly pursued as a drug dealer. Um, but, you know, so all of that kind of um, fluffy nonsense surrounding drug use and rightly disappeared. That, the evidence against it, the evidence against its uh, uh, achieving any kind of uh, enhancement of the human spirit is too overwhelming. So thankfully that's gone. In those days though, uh, in the Manson days, it was still, you know, uh, a, a bonfire of the vanities um, with lots of uh, 
support uh, in uh, public uh, institutions, amongst the public media, uh, and more particularly in academia. Uh, so, rest in peace. Right. Well said. Good points. Uh, thanks, Rick, for uh, joining us, and we'll see everybody again next week on the Philosophical Angle Program. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.